Hello, welcome to Studio Stories on Amherst Island Radio. I'm your host, Lynn Waiminga, and on this program I take you on a Canadian art tour, starting here on Amherst Island and going beyond. Every episode we visit a different studio and talk to artists and artisans about their work, their beginnings, and more. We'll update cjai.ca slash studio stories with images of or links to our guests' work and sites, so be sure to take a look. This is episode 12 of Studio Stories and the second of two short interviews I had the pleasure of doing outdoors near Lower Brewer's Lock, north of Kingston. My booth neighbor at the show was selling gorgeous artisan paddles, so I asked if she would be a guest. My interview with Ronnie is short and sweet because we ran out of time before the show opened. I hope you enjoy it. Good morning. Welcome to Studio Stories. I'm Lynn Waiminga and I am sitting on the side of the Rideau Canal with Ronnie Lloyd of Sable Dog Paddles and we are again at Donor Studio and I'm just going to do a quick mini interview because we got to open sometime soon. <laughs> How are you Ronnie? I'm doing well. I could not have asked for a better place to spend my weekend. I know. It's gorgeous. And, and this particular spot at Donor Studio is amazing. Yes. They told me they had a spot picked out for me by the river and I had no idea how lucky I'd be to be right on the water selling yeah. canoe paddles. You actually <laughs> missed the canoers going by this morning. They all came by yesterday and chatted with me before they set nice. up camp at the locks there. But That is awesome because <laughs> they can see you. Okay, so before we get into that, um, tell our listeners what you do, what you make. I paint artisan canoe paddles and I make sure that they're all ready to actually go in the water so they're not just a decoration on the walls but yes I reclaim refurbish paddles that I find around town or buy from antique shops marinas uh, the canoe club always gives me a few which is fantastic nice. uh, and I have new paddles that I get from Redtail Paddles in Campbellford so I get them unfinished and I can do my thing with them and seal them up and sell nice them to the local water. Canadian oh yeah got to keep it local amazing <laughs> That's fantastic. And what inspired you to, to start doing decorative canoe paddles? Well, I have always been refinishing furniture. That's been my DIY project my entire life. And canoe paddles, my family and friends needed their canoe paddles redone because you no know, old canoe paddles get worn and chipped and they need to be revarnished every now and then. So I started with that and I was like, I'll make this a little more interesting. I've seen painted paddles around, like the indigenous painted paddles and yeah. other companies that do something like that. Like, I can do something like that. They're pretty cool. And so I started my own and they kind of took off from there. Nice. So uh, I used to canoe, but as a teenager <laughs> um, and spent a summer at Junior Rangers in Northern Ontario, yeah, in, yeah. In near past Lake Superior actually. And I know that you get attached to your paddle. Yes. So do people come to you with their, their paddles and say, please save my paddle? Yes, they do. Yeah. And I always like, all right, and what else do you want added to it while I'm at it? Because yeah. I'll get it back down to the wood, I refinish. And you're right, people are really sentimental about their paddles. I am too. I actually brought my own paddle here today to show people. This is the one I've been using for years and hasn't fallen apart just yet. So. <laughs> and so um, I, here's a question. What's the oldest paddle that you know that you've worked on? I know that I have paddles dating back from the 1920s, as well as the oars that I find, because my boyfriend's grandmother lives in Westport, and she is my biggest supporter and finds all these paddles for me around her area. And she said, this is so-and-so's grandfather's paddle from way back when, and he made it himself in his barn. And so there's a really nice story that oh go along with goodness, some of them. That's yeah. great. And so you've been refinishing stuff for 
Ever. Ever. Forever. Yes. Yeah. And and so, at what point did you go? I'm going to make this a business, right? Like. When I got up to about a 10 orders in a summer, I was starting to say, okay, I'll, I'll do this for free for my friends and family by all means, but, but maybe I could make a little money on the side off yeah. of this. Uh, so it was, it, that is how it started, and uh, I got invited to a couple of craft shows, and so at that point, like, yeah, well, i got to start putting a price tag on right. these and, and doing them, and that's where things started. Nice, and we were talking yesterday um, about people... Um, hello little chippy (laughs) about people who I mean I asked if they're functional and you said oh yeah they have to go in the water it's a canoe paddle it is meant to go in the water even the ones that are refurbished if I can get them back to a place with some resin and epoxy and glue to put a nice uh, tip back on it so it can go back in the water I will aim for that some of them if they're split down the middle of course are going to be more decorative and won't get you very far in the water you'll be paddling in circles but I always make them think they should go in the water it should be a practical thing even though most of them do end up on walls it's kind of nice and Canadian to be able to grab that paddle off your wall and go for a paddle if you need to yeah that's awesome where's the name come from my dearest doggie Riley uh, she's always with us on canoe trips she sits in the middle she fishes off the side Um, She used to be a beautiful sable color. She's a German Shepherd and she was this gorgeous sable color when she was younger and since then she's changed into a black and tan. But black and tan paddles didn't have the same ring to it. So when I named the company, (laughs) I had a beautiful sable dog and that's where because I like doggy paddle and sable dog went together well. But now when people see the dog, they're like, that's not a sable dog. (laughs) She was. (laughs) At one point. (laughs) She changed color. That's funny. If you're just joining us, this is Studio Stories on Amherst Island Radio. I'm your host, Lynn Waiminga, and we are speaking outdoors with Kingston artisan Veronica Lloyd of Sable Dog Paddles. Um, so this, this uh, program I usually do in people's studio, mm-hmm. and we're not there. We're on the beautiful riverside. We should really take a picture of this because <laughs> this is amazing. Um, so where do you work? I work right now out of my home, mostly in my basement, which is, you know not quite six foot of clearance so it's very limited of who I can bring down to my studio but it is a a really nice place to work. I work outside as much as I can if we go up to camping or at the lake I bring some paints with me and a paddle that I can work on because I can really work anywhere. Yeah. It's nice that way. And where do you get your inspiration for the for the for the painting? I love textiles, so I could spend all day in a fabric land, and I look at all the patterns on fabrics, and I really like just geometric shapes. So I have blankets, I have cushions, and all these things that I take pictures of, and I kind of tweak the pattern to make it work for a paddle, or just patterns that I've liked before. I'll change the colors and do things that I like, and it seems to change by a season what colors go with what for me. Right. So there's that. And then my garden, of course. I've been doing a lot of gardening and a lot of the patterns, the repeating patterns that I see in my garden, I like to put on a paddle as well. And where are you located? Are you in Kingston? Yeah, I'm downtown Kingston right now. Nice. I live in the Portsmouth area. Um, Where can people find your paddles? Right now, uh, craft shows. I'm doing at least two craft shows a month for the rest of the summer. The next one will be Skeleton Park Arts Festival, and then after that, the Women's Art Festival. Might have some in between there. But... Right now I have a few at the Cornerstone in downtown Kingston, as well as the Skiff Cafe in the Ivy Lee Club. Nice. Yeah. 
Excellent. And uh, do you sell online or do you have an online uh, website? I don't right now because I have a little trouble keeping up with demand, especially yeah. in the summer when I'm doing craft shows more often. Okay. Any? My, I have my Instagram and yeah. my Facebook. Okay, cool. So we'll put that up. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about your process? My process? That is a tough one because it will depend on what condition the paddle is when I get it. Right. If it's a brand new paddle, I still do a whole lot of sanding to get it really nice and smooth. Uh, because they are sometimes quite rough when I get them. And then it is uh, taping. I'd like to tape my patterns out and then I either tape the whole paddle and cut the pattern out as I wish or if I can use just the strips of, strips of tape to make my pattern, I'll do that. And prime, paint, sand in between everything and then I start going with the varnish once I'm happy with the painting. And I usually do between three and six coats of varnish depending on how smooth and what kind of wood because some of the wood just soaks the varnish right up. Right. And I want to get that nice gloss finish before I'm done. Yeah. And I have sanding in between all of that. So with drying time, you can imagine it takes quite a while <laughs> to get a paddle to where I want it to be. And with the old paddles, sometimes they are, if I'm pulling them out of barns or anything like that, they're mostly dust. Right. So there's a lot of work to get back down to the wood, something... Right solid that I can use and adhere to. Nice. Yeah. I'm looking at one of the, your one of your paddles and it looks like you've burned some of the Yes. Do you do that? Yeah, yeah. I've a little pyrography pen that I uh, stamp letters into cuz I use a lot of nautical flags, so I like to tell people what the nautical flags mean right. on the back of the paddle or I'll burn patterns just at well, if I if I can't quite get the whole pattern that I want with just paint and sometimes nice to put a little texture on it with the burning because mm -hmm. the paint kind of raises the surface and the burning dips below the surface a little bit. So it's kind of nice to have the right. contrast with that. And how much time do you spend on the water in the canoe? I spend, I try to go every weekend. Yeah. Sometimes if I'm lucky, it'll be a morning or an evening paddle as well, depending on how bad the bugs are. But at least once a week, I would say I am out on the water, either Lake Ontario, or if I'm lucky, um, we have a little cottage near Westport so I can get out there as much as I can. Nice. It is really nice. <laughs> and it's nice that Westport's nice and close, right? Yes, it's not, like it's not too much of a trek. Toronto going out to the Muskoka. No, we'll go up there for dinner <laughs> sometime. So the paddles, mm -hmm. most of them are canoe paddles. Yes. And I see you have a couple of oars yes, as well. Yes, rowing oars. Talk to me about the oars because I see a couple. We're down to two now. I, I sold a couple of them yesterday. So the oars tend to be the older ones. You don't see a lot of oars nowadays. You can, I've seen them at Canadian Tire and that's about it that you can get brand new. Right. But it seemed everyone in their barn seems to have a set of oars. I don't know where all of these people have been rowing to and I've missed that generation where everyone was rowing everywhere. But everyone seems to have a set in the barn and sometimes they're in lovely shape and sometimes they're mostly dust. But it's really cool to find one with hardware on it. I've had a couple of requests for functional oars and I have yet to find any that are actually functional that I would trust to propel someone in the water because I feel like some of them are a little bit past their prime at this age. Right. They tend and, to be quite And old. your paddle provider doesn't do Rowing he oars. doesn't do rowing oars, no, just canoe paddles. And he does all kinds, so I just get poplar paddles from him. But red tail paddles does all kinds of beautiful exotic woods and all kinds of things. They're just gorgeous, but 
<laughs> well, if you're going to be painting on them, exactly. Let the painting shine. Nice hardwood, but it's still nice and light, so that's what yeah. I like. Because I'm going to be adding a lot of weight to it with the paint and the varnish. Nice. Okay. Well, I'm going to let you go because we've got a ten or so minutes before the show starts. We should get ready starts. for the day. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for uh, sitting down with me in this beautiful spot, and thanks to the wren who came and sang to us. Yeah. And uh, I hope to see you at more shows. I hope to see you too. Thanks very much, Lynn. Thanks for joining us for episode 12 with Ronnie Lloyd of Sable Dog Paddles. We have some photos and links at cjai.ca slash studio stories, so be sure to visit. Next time, a couple of names that most islanders will recognize, Terry Culbert and Barb Hoganauer, and a chat in their lovely Prince Edward County home studio.